0: This is a My Michelle Live podcast. Weekend review: A look back at the week. It's My, it's My Michelle, Michelle Live, Live weekend, weekend review. review. Here's Michelle and co-host Adam Rosary. We are taking on the news of the week, unspinning it, and then giving you the facts. And that's what we're going to be taking on today: the facts. Just the facts. It's a crazy week. And Adam, there has been a lot of information out there that Every fact checker has completely ignored press secretary Jean-Pierre is dishing it out and they're gobbling it up without doing their due diligence. That's what we do here. A little due diligence and commentary that looks for the God story. So let's go through the list of all of her statements that are just reported without a lot of investigation.
1: There's such a, well, it's kind of like, where do you start? Corrine Jean-Pierre, she has been very immune to a lot of scrutiny from the fact checkers because the fact checkers are on her side, as we know. So I think once upon a time, like this week, and basically for the the entirety of her tenure, we've been hearing how secure the border is. We listened to her sort of verbally spar with Peter Ducey about really just how people cross the border. She literally said, people don't just walk across the border, Peter. And he was like... No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. If you ask the people that are being uh, transported to Washington, D.C., and you ask them how they get across the border, they say, oh, I pretty much just walked across the just border the because now. when I watched the news, that's what people were doing. They were just walking across the border. But don't worry, guys, the border is secure until <laughs> you all of a sudden send 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, and then all of a sudden it's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. So it's now you have these leftist, these. Totally far left elitists who are saying, "Oh, the border is secure, but there's this super like crazy humanitarian crisis going on now that we have to solve." And oh, yeah. by the way, those GOP Hypocrite. governors are on death sentences, <clears throat> and Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, those guys are racist. And so, then you have literally like people that are coming across the border illegally, choosing where they want to go. Like the, those who went to Martha's Vineyard, they wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard, which, by the way, a very hoity-toity posh place that. Rich people vacation at. Oh, I'm so sorry. You got a free trip to Martha's. I know. Vineyards. What's next? We're <laughs> going to have
0: we're going to have videos from the border that says, "Now that you've paid your coyote and crossed into the United States illegally, where do you want to go now? I want right? to go to like, Disneyland, right? Take and me we'll to just the give L.A. Them Carlton, and probably buy know? them tickets too. <laughs> so we these are some of the things we're going to take on today. Jean Pierre has said the border secure. People just don't walk across the border. That. There, there's that baby there's- formula, guys. It-
1: Don't worry about your babies. Like you can get formula. The, the shortage is just a very small kind of thing to to come to terms with. And guys, by the way, it's because it's the right thing to do. Like climate change. Like my wife and I, like we've got a baby coming in weeks, which we're super excited about. But we actually did order a little bit of baby formula just to be prepared. And guess where it came from? Germany. And the words are all in German. You cannot <laughs> get like baby formula here, which is insane. And also, too, I think this was something that was pointed out. By by a Republican congressman, Byron from is it Byron Johnson from Florida? I'm blanking on his name right now, but he pointed out you can't just switch like a baby from one kind of formula to another just because of a shortage. Like that will mess with the baby's rhythm. Like you got to keep that baby on the same formula or breast milk if that's what you're able to do. But you can't just like. It's not like going to the store and choosing a soft drink. Like you gotta have a very specific plan for what your formula is. But we don't really care about babies
0: inside the womb or apparently out. So we're adding to our list here border security. Shelves have baby formula. I'm sorry?
1: Inflation was another one, Michelle. She was like talking about how strong the the economy was and It's it doesn't look strong. You've got James Taylor partying at the White House for your inflation party. Inflation party. That's what we need to start having. Inflation is terribly hard right now.
0: (laughs) Inflation party. You want to come over for an inflation party, man?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, come over. We're gonna we're gonna have Ritas with the recession, like recession Ritas. All right, so we're (laughs) adding to the list
0: border issues baby formula inflation hunter biden laptop a non-issue come on that's conspiracy and all those people who vote republican they're terrorists ultra magas that's right so let's do (laughs) this is what we're going to do today we're going to sort it out we're going to help you find out just the facts all right we're going to fact check and give you the information that the news media really isn't let's take on the border. Now you, my friend, have already alluded to that 89% of border patrol resources have been pulled from the front lines. This, as Jean-Pierre said, we've done more. We're spending less. We're doing so much more than the Trump administration has, I don't even care about the compare and contrast. I care about what are you getting done. And I think that's where most of us really stand. Unless you're ultra partisan, it's just I don't care what they did. I don't care. And we'll talk about what they did in compare and contrast. We'll fact check that little gem there. But really, what are you doing? So 89% of the Border Patrol resources pulled, Adam.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. You've got, I think this year we'll measure something like 2 million people crossing the border illegally. So yeah, a problem that's getting worse. Let's just diminish even more resources to an already very stretched system. I was listening to words from the former U.S. CBP commissioner, Mark Morgan. He's a guy who literally led customs and border patrol for 35 years. And he said, I've served for six administrations, both Republican and Democrat. So this is not a right or left theme for me. This is an American thing. I'd like to talk about the facts. And the problem is, in this particular situation, there is no discussion of the facts. You hear Alejandro Mayorkas talking about doing the equitable thing. Okay, why are we talking about doing the equitable thing when that word is basically a word that been like the definition of equity has been dragged through the mud and changed quite a bit. It's not exactly equality that they're referring to why aren't we doing the right thing and protecting American citizens? You have people complaining about 50 illegal immigrants being transported to Martha's vineyard, but you have 500, you, you have literally thousands of people per day, like 500 people going through a small town like per hour. Right. But that's it, okay. it's, it's, it's insane oh, to see double no, standard, but
0: it's yeah. okay. Adam, hold on there back up. Arr! Come on. <laughs> it's okay. It's a red state,
1: dude. Yeah, let the federal government make decisions for a red state, right? It, it, you have basically governors in, in in red states, border states, really, who are making decisions for the best interest of the people that are their constituents, right? The best decisions for the citizens of Texas, the best decisions for the citizens of Arizona and Florida. And frankly, people are paying to send these illegal immigrants to other places that claim to be sanctuary cities hey you know what like if you're a sanctuary city then why are you complaining right now about a few thousand people coming to your city when you claim to offer all these resources and these open arms like you act like you were doing the humanitarian thing man there's nothing humanitarian about watching literally hundreds of people die because they're drowning Yeah. From star heat deprivation and then also being victimized to the worst of the cartels, sex trafficking, drugs. Nobody's talking about the fact that more fentanyl than we've ever seen is coming across the border right now. And Michelle, like this is crazy. Fentanyl overdoses is turning into one of the number one killers of Americans right now. And Mm -hmm. no one's talking about it.
0: That's right. Oh, but they are saying it's not happening. So I want to play for just a moment. <laughs> right. The vice president talking about how, yeah, the border's secure. She's talking to Chuck Todd. And even he's like, what the? Final topic here. Since we're here in Texas, I want to ask <laughs> you about the border. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do with The president and I asked Congress to do is the first request we made pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure. Okay, there you go. She finally got to it. The border is secure. Love that. The border is secure,
1: and yet the morgues in like places like Eagle Pass, Texas, and the border towns are literally at like they're beyond capacity. They can't even fill up the morgues with people who are being basically falling victim to this terrible humanitarian crisis. This is a border crisis. The borders are not secure because once upon a time we were building a border wall and that was actually proving to stifle the waves of people coming across the border. And also too, it was encouraging people not to just rush the border as they've done. We don't even know how many people are like basically frankly, dying or suffering before they even get to the Texas border. Or What's going on human trafficking. You know, in their journey? We have no idea what that number looks like.
0: No, or the human trafficking, which is unbelievable that us, when you see our vice president, I don't even care if the wall worked or not. Again, what the heck are you doing? We're in denial. That denial right there is responsible for little boys and little girls being yanked from their family's arms and... Yeah thrown into human trafficking to be a sex slave for their very short life. So now what we're seeing is the president is calling this a very political move. And it is a political move, but it's got some pretty big consequences. And it's the fact that DeSantis is flying illegal aliens to Martha's vineyard. And the leftists yeah, are going absolute <laughs> berserk over this. Right there, President Harris, you don't believe that anyone's crossing the border okay these are just tourists just let them
1: in maybe the first husband can offer them lunch because i know we're dropping them off in front of the vp's house at the naval observatory you know what like this there is obviously a political component to this I think you have a clip here from this lady in Martha's Vineyard. Are you going to roll that? Yeah. What are the most difficult challenges? Oh, yeah.
0: The difficult challenges are we have, at some point in time, they have to move (laughs) from here to somewhere else. We cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, and we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Sound one of the most she's, difficult challenges, she's right kind the difficult. She's kind of sounding like some of those people that are on the other side of the aisle.
1: I <laughs> know yeah, the, the funny thing is, is okay? she's literally complaining about 50 people in her posh town of Martha's Vineyard. And you know what, Michelle? She's not going to get a lot of sympathy from the American people, certainly those who live on the border. Like I was saying just a bit ago. They're complaining about 50 people in Martha's Vineyard, a few thousand in New York, a, a few thousand in Chicago, which by the way, Lori Lightfoot is bussing them to the suburbs. Like she's also doing yes. the thing that she says to be racist. She's, oh, we'll just move you out of Chicago. Can you imagine being like a small town of 15,000 people, 20,000 people where it's like one of those towns where it's it's hard for like the dating life because you've already dated everybody that's in your age bracket. <laughs> and if you try to date that other person, that's like you're breaking bro code because your bro was dating that person. It's <laughs> like that kind of, of small town where everybody knows everybody. But then you've got a like a group of people like 6X of the population of your town rolling through. Like it's insane and it's totally not even comparable. It's not fair that bad decision making from the federal government is basically making the lives of people who live in small towns along the border just terrible. Yeah. Um, and so, the, the burden is not has not been shared, and so it's not ridiculous that we're seeing DeSantis and Abbott and others toying with the idea and actually executing on the idea of moving people around to share the burden of okay. this particular federal policy.
0: I disagree. I think it is ridiculous, and I think it's a good ridiculous. I think it's making a point. This woman from Martha's Vineyard is saying what everyone has been saying. Look, we barely, we don't ha- necessarily have the resources to take care of what we've got here so we want to be bring us your poor huddled masses i believe in that i really do However, let's do it legally. It let's, sure is
1: funny though, Michelle, come when you on. see these sanctuary people, these sanctuary cities saying, oh yeah, I know we said that you guys could come here, but, but just not here. Not like, here.
0: Because go over there. the Democrats seemingly need to get another vaccine for a new plague. of <laughs> NIMBY is sweeping these blue states. Not in my backyard. So this headline, New York City is helping migrants who were bused from Texas, relocate to other states huh.
1: sounds familiar <laughs> yeah. it's a lori lightfoot that's yep. the same thing that she's doing in chicago you
0: see mayor oh, bowser I'm sorry. Is... you guys can't
1: handle a few thousand people
0: oh. right come on bowser here the office has created an office of migrant services and they're going to transport immigrants where out of the city <laughs>
1: Michelle this is like all gonna backfire on them too by the way once these people eventually find whatever the end result is if they find a path to citizenship if they find their way back to the their country of origin or a different country for that matter if the democrat strategy is to bring a bunch of people into the country that they feel will vote for them because they're going to get free stuff they're wrong culturally we're talking about a lot of people coming from latin America who.
0: It may might backfire. even
1: claim to be more conservative than the most conservative of the ultra MAGA that's in true. America. This could backfire for the Dems long term if their plan is just to import a bunch of new votes.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I wanted to toss in something that we didn't have, we didn't talk about earlier, but there's a study in Sweden where they have very open come on in policies. And they have found that those who have come because of political asylum, 80 percent mm <laughs> have outright said in a study yeah, and that they go back and forth and they go and hang out and they visit. They don't really need political asylum. They're looking for economic benefit. That's That tends to be... the. You can't blame someone for wanting to come to the U.S. But then at right. the same time, you can't say the U.S. sucks because I don't see people being turned away at borders because they're fleeing en masse out of our country. It just doesn't make sense. But this... Is the the big story coming out of this? Gavin Newsom decided we'll that he's going to get in on all of this. Coming across our border this year. Sorry, I didn't and want to hear all of that of the right year, there. They're, they're griping about fifty. Sorry about that. Yeah, she's going to weigh in too. Newsome.
1: Gavin Newsom guy just... is,
0: is deciding that he's getting in on the action, and he wants the attorney general to file kidnapping charges is... against these governors. Michelle, it's like and... the person
1: who's just, he's just like, somebody do something.
0: Yeah, because this I've just got not, somebody
1: just do something. But do you know what this okay, really
0: buddy. is? This is really Gavin Newsom. He wants I think he wants to run for president. I think that DeSantis is going to. And I think that we're seeing some election banter here. That's just my prediction. Nonetheless, well, no, you're
1: right, Michelle. You're 100 percent right about the fact that there's a lot of Democrats that are meddling in conservative politics for their for what they think will be their own benefit, right? Like, just in the primaries, we've seen something like $43 million or so worth of Democrat money being used to actually advertise for a specific Republican candidate. They're trying to choose the candidate that they think is going to be the more, quote, extreme or ultra MAGA okay. choice, but it's, like, not working to their favor, right? Like, it's not very well for them. And so it's, it should be no surprise that we see Newsom doing his thing to metal in different things that are outside of the state of California just to st- try and stay nationally relevant when, frankly, you have these GOP governors who are remaining nationally relevant because of the things that are going on in their states, Texas and Florida and even Arizona, right? Like, just it, They have a reason to be in the national spotlight right now. Gov, Gavin Newsom, he should be hiding right now because his state's policies are, <laughs> man, they should be the punchline of most comics jokes, right? Oh, we're going to mandate electronic vehicles be sold by 2035, but oh, by the way, please don't charge them tonight. And by the way, keep your thermostat at seventy-eight degrees because we've got no power. Um, did you hear you know, about it's like he should the, be hiding from these terrible things that he's doing?
0: Did you hear about the legislator who was saying you are going to uh, pass a bill that demands all politicians keep their AC running, but their heat up to seventy? <laughs> 70- <laughs> it's, it's just I know it's not a lot of back and forth, but get this: look, we want to talk about in this episode getting to the facts. While a lot of what's going on with the Newsoms, the gruesome Newsoms and such, are that they're I saying they're saying that they're that this is a, only a problem when it comes to my state. Here are the facts. <laughs> There's a new study that's revealed that a little, illegal immigrants President who Biden entered the US. Will, oh, and heard, there it goes again. I tried to show you a headline and people just talk.
1: Oh, Brett Bayer trying to jump into our broadcast again. What the heck, Come on, Brett. Brett?
0: Illegal immigrants <laughs> will cost the US twenty point four billion. Trump's wall, 16.4. I know I said the wall thing. That was the last administration. What are you doing for us now? But when they say, oh, we're doing so much more, let's look at the facts. Those are the numbers. And those are some of the numbers that should have been asked at the press conference slash indoctrination seminar. That's the truth. Now, let's move on to another fact check issue the laptop it's a non-issue right Uh, isn't that what they're saying
1: the laptop right the (laughs) congress keeps asking the fbi about the laptop and they keep refusing to really go into it i actually michelle i didn't share it with you already but my birthday's coming up and so my wife for my birthday she was wondering what i wanted and uh, there's this hunting rifle that i've wanted for quite some time and I found one. It was the right price. And so yesterday Use I went to go fill card. out the ATF form that you have to fill out to actually legally purchase a firearm. And so I was filling out the form and then I realized, hey, this is the same form that Hunter Biden lied on when he purchased a firearm and basically said he wasn't addicted to drugs. Yeah, he literally said, oh, not addicted to drugs. There's a little checkbox for you to check to to basically say whether or not you have an addiction. And Hunter Biden, the, the same form I filled out yesterday is the one that Hunter Biden basically uh, fraudulently completed. So did you lie uh, on yours? And, and frankly, it's like just another example of Hunter Biden getting away with things. And so are, are I wonder you, if this are, did you lie on is a another I need to know this.
0: I have to ask this. Did you lie on your form?
1: <laughs> no, definitely not. It's pretty easy not to lie, right? Like, <laughs> Just don't be a bad person, don't be a felon, don't have a drug addiction. It's really a, don't be like an ass. A US citizen, That's it, my political
0: ideology. Just don't be an ass. So don't be a uh, jerk. <laughs> because of all of the Hoopla surrounding the laptop and how the media has now admitted fa- Facebook was it Facebook and I'm sorry I should have pulled this up I had this for us to talk about had and yes it was Facebook admitted that yes they curbed a lot of the right. information that was well, so surrounding- as soon as the New York
1: Post story dropped the, the as soon as the New York Post dropped the story Michelle basically the FBI had already talked to Zuckerberg at Facebook saying hey listen this story we're not going to say what it is might hit the news soon but it's probably russian disinformation and you should be ready to basically stifle this yeah facebook and they admitted that out, they and, did and this was basically around Zuckerberg the saying on the joe rogan podcast exactly what it was yeah he was like yeah we, is, we basically kept that suppressed
0: there is a new film um i'm i'm not going to play the whole the trailer it is called my son biden my son hunter rather my son hunter And it's a film coming out and the director said that it was based on all of the information that wasn't shared and that it was made because the media had such horrific misconduct and they didn't report it. And they're like, let's make a film. No time for the trailer. You can look that up. But I wanted to go to another thing we have to fact check today as we go from laptop to victory lap, Biden's taking <laughs> one of those. As the inflation tanks, they're doing inflation parties. That's the new cool thing, right?
1: It's not cool unless you hire like a really like famous musician to be at your party, right? Like sometimes you like you might be lucky that it's like Adam after a few drinks on karaoke. Sorry guys, that's the musical talent for the night. <laughs> you got Joe Biden who pulled in James Taylor, which who by the way. Uh, happens to reside in Martha's Vineyard. I thought that was hilarious. Ooh. And so James Taylor's literally at the White House on Tuesday singing about, well, singing his songs. And of course, one of them, though, was about suicide, which has nothing to do with the economy or inflation, really, like America for that matter. Like it, James Taylor basically had like, I'm wondering why he was there. Was it just, here's a Hollywood elite friend who can come play for us and make us all feel good about ourselves, even though we're not really doing much. Like, what was the intent there? Like, I just, I really can't figure out what that connection is.
0: Yeah, and yet, if we say something often enough, it becomes true in people's minds. Mm. There's been a lot of talk and hoopla around the economy and some of the lies that are out there, some of the spinning, which is what we... Tried to unspin but this is probably the craziest one and you sent this to me this is nancy talking about <laughs> the inflation act and how it's cutting costs on kitchen table items like solar plant like panels solar panels be <laughs> hey friends what a thrill it is to be here to celebrate this life-changing legislation making inflation the inflation reduction act Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. As the name suggests, this landmark law is cutting costs and inflation fighting and driving down costs for kitchen table items for America's working families. Mr. President, friends, what a thrill it is to be here. Yeah, uh-huh. Love it. Thank so, you. But
1: I'm trying to think about what kind of solar panel might exist on a kitchen table, Michelle. And the only thing that I can think of is that little solar thing on a calculator that you have in the house to try and balance your budget, right? That's the only kind of solar panel that you got on your kitchen table, Nancy. That's right, (laughs) Uh, We're talking about groceries that are going up to, I think we're still at like 14% or so, according to a tweet from FreedomWorks. And it's like the only way, okay, in America right now, The solutions being proposed by the executive branch are all solutions that require you to spend money you don't have so that you can hope to get a tax rebate, right? So it was after James Taylor was partying with Biden at the White House while Biden is literally celebrating his Inflation Reduction Act on a day where the Dow Jones was like at a historical low. The next day, he's in Michigan driving an $80,000 electric vehicle at a car show. Like how out of touch does it get? How out of where, touch where does it stop? It get? Like that's asking for question. now Congress to spend another nine hundred billion on chargers to support his green energy agenda is insane. And you have the Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm saying that the U.S. should look to California as a model. When just last week Gavin Newsom is asking people to stop charging everything.
0: It is mayhem, and that's why shows like this are important. I'm going to ask you as you're watching, listening, or viewing if you are finding articles or facts or you have ideas that are dissenting from what we're talking about and you're like come on and you're yelling at the screen send it to us and i'll tell you why because we want to take it on we want to look at all of the facts we want to be able to unspin and report truth and do really what the media doesn't necessarily do we're going to continue this conversation in part two of our broadcast today i'm so glad that you're with us stay with us because we're going to be talking about the oil issue follow up on back to school For more and fun go to my michelle Luff. so there we go and if you're watching live, that's just a ploy because we need to break our show in half. My a, little lot of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of venues <laughs> don't take over 30 minutes, and so we make it really easy. We're already canceled, by the way, on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a December 2nd that we get to be back on. And it's so I'm going full yeah. out when we talk about COVID today because that's why I got canceled. Not because I went Again. full out, but because on the sports broadcast Adam, we talked about how Djokovic could not come into the United States because he was unvaccinated. That's what got us canceled there. Michelle, Boom. if I
1: could offer a silver lining, at least it wasn't for you playing a Bible hymn on the guitar like when you got canceled from Facebook last year. I know, right? Oh my gosh, how dare she sing? Hate speech. <laughs> like she's Hate good. speech.
0: And before we start broadcasting, just so that, yeah, I'm sporting some My Michelle Live swag. You can find it at mymichellelive.com. Just click shop. There's all kinds of cool swag, including where'd it go? My canceled hat. I love this hat, Adam. Canceled. If you've been canceled, you know what? There just sport it. Be proud of it. I'm just saying.
1: It's a badge of honor these days. It just certifies that, in fact, you must be saying something right.
0: <laughs> Isn't right. that
1: crazy? Like that, that. And that's just really what it is. It's just, wow, if you are speaking truth, if you're asking important questions, and if you're defying a narrative that's being basically force-fed to everybody, then, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right canceled.
0: thing. All right, let's, <laughs> where we let's are. restart here. Back to serious. not having fun anymore. It's- welcome back yeah this is my Michelle live and we're taking on the news of the week this week we're talking about just the facts there's a lot of information that just simply isn't fact checked and particularly we're looking at statements from the white house press secretary the border secure shelves have plenty of baby formula inflation actually we're quite strong a hunter biden laptop that's just a conspiracy theory (laughs) anyone who dissents well you're just terrorists Uh, as we talked about
1: just real it is funny though just to see all the questions that Corinne Jean-Pierre does run from like she's been running from the laptop story for a while i'm still waiting to see if we're going to see any more questions about Hunter's paternity suit with the i think a 4-year-old child that he's not met yet that is his from a certain experience in the champagne room.
0: Uh, yes. I, yeah. We had been, in part one, if you haven't watched it, just click on over and watch, talking about inf- inflation and the victory lap that our president took because they've got this new policy and it's the Inflation Act is going to be cutting costs and how exciting that is. But in reality, my friends, this is where we have to... You know, report the truth. Inflation is nearing a 40-year high, and the White House failed to address inflation when they had the chance, and it's why it's raging. Don't take my word for it. An Obama, top Obama economist, Steve Ratner, is warning that things are going to get much worse. The, this is what was really amazing to me. This story has been underreported but good for many people like Yahoo who took it on. Uh, Biden looks to buy oil at $80 when Democrats blocked Trump from buying it at 24 So in March of this year, March 2020, I'm sorry, March of not this year, March of 2020, the Trump was looking to stabilize the oil industry after COVID-19 hit. And, Global petroleum demand, he wanted to crush some of that demand. With oil at the time being priced at twenty about $24 a barrel, okay, and I think it was earlier this year, Biden was like, okay, we're going to release reserves, we're going to try to lower, it." great, okay. Dems right. blocked what Trump was doing in 2020. Sen- Senate Democrat leader Chuck Schumer said that, his party had blocked what he called a bailout for big oil. So that was a big bailout for big oil, Twenty-five under $25 being the, a barrel. That decision has cost the U.S. billions. If that was a big bailout for oil, what is $80 a barrel? What the heck is that? It's going to cost so us stupid. billions in profits and... That meant Biden had tens of millions of fewer barrels at his disposal, which was oh, to counter price surges. So it is nothing but a big mess. But don't well, worry, it's, the lowest it's Putin's level since
1: 1984, fault. 1984, Michelle? Like, you're right. Like, the after last week, the drawdown was 442 million barrels in the reserve. And basically, it was March 2020, the reserve had 634 million so the, we're at the lowest level since 1984, and it's crazy to me, like you said, like Trump could have bought those barrels for $24 a gallon, or sorry, a barrel, and not 80 what we're talking about right now. In business, you buy low, you sell high, right? That's the idea. So it's just, it's so counter, in business, counterintuitive in to see how we're doing things here. Yeah, no,
0: in business not in politics. Exactly. 20, $24 a barrel is a bailout for the oil industry. $80 a barrel, that's just good policy. Look, the more we try to hide the facts, the more people start to realize there's more to the story. And we start looking at programs like this. We start researching a little bit ourselves. The perfect example is a little fact checks checking and facts that are coming out about COVID-19 and the vaccine. And as I mentioned, I had been canceled from YouTube because I mentioned that uh, there was a tennis player uh, top level that couldn't come into the U S and play in the U S open because he hadn't been vaccinated. We don't want to say that. You might've heard of the guy.
1: He's got two consonants of the first two letters of his last name. A confusing (laughs) thing sometimes for Americans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Djokovic. Yeah. Yeah thank you very much so i we were canceled on youtube on a, our sports show because of that true story but yet and i have committed that fine if you're going to cancel me i'm going to go full out i'm going to report what we are finding with covid so covid19 vaccines Their effectiveness, let's look at just, we'll just go through these headlines real real quickly. COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness is estimated to turn negative over time in children. So yeah, it's great to keep them from getting COVID for a couple of weeks. And then it wanes huge. So why do it? Really, when kids- Isn't it
1: Europe, Michelle, where they're saying if you're under the age of 12? No more vaccines. Like Europe is, is moving, is the first mover on a lot of this logic, right? Why? The United States, we should be the first movers on the right thing. We're not right now. We are totally following.
0: Another story dealing with kids in the government reports, some lot numbers of COVID-19 vaccines for kids are more dangerous than others. So you might be putting your kid at even more risk. You do have a greater risk of some serious problems. And... Kids don't get sick and die from COVID unless they have some pretty serious... Other health issues. So why are we doing it? And as you mentioned, in Europe they've already said, "Uh-uh, not our kids." More news that I want to get canceled for. A preprint <laughs> study is implying that airborne COVID nineteen antibodies are post vaccination. They're looking at some of the problems of people who were vaccinated. Some of the Breaths and the in the nostrils. How breathing out that was spreading the virus. When we said no, it's not. New print study implies that. And then we have the CDC director admitting that the agency gave false information. Adam on COVID nineteen monitoring.
1: Fire Rochelle Walensky. Get out. Like none of our institutions are going to have any credibility unless the leadership fires themselves. And we get new people in the door who can actually make some positive changes. This is just embarrassing.
0: Cardiologists has saying that spike proteins generated by the vaccine are toxic to the heart get this there's been more reports of covid vaccine linked heart inflammation especially in young males that's been submitted to the cdc then we have a study that brings it all together and it's confirming that vaccine linked myocarditis deaths are a big thing. It's linking it for the first time in a study, something that a lot of doctors have been saying all along. There's now what they call irrefutable proof that the mRNA vaccine causes vascular and organ damage. And then there's this little gem where a study of COVID vaccines says that they destroy natural immunity. Ooh. That's the big one for me. I've, of course, That's the myocarditis insane. is horrific. The fact that it wanes in children and there's problems. But on top of it, what's happening if you're getting an mRNA vaccine? You're destroying natural immunity.
1: Ugh. You know, Michelle, I got to make a suggestion for everybody. So as you see headlines like this hit the press and you go back in time to see what our leaders were telling us last year, What were they saying about COVID and vaccines and national immunity? Save that kind of information, save that from the news source, save it to a PDF and store it on a external hard drive or somewhere that you trust your information being stored. Because we're already seeing now big tech going through history and trying to revise history, right? Trying to basically clean the web from some of the ridiculous statements that Fauci has made, some of the ridiculous statements coming from the CDC and our leaders. We have to hold them accountable. And I know Rand Paul in, or in the Senate is very determined to do. But if we're not able to retain what these people have said and then make sure that we shove that back down their throats and say, hey, listen, this is what you said. And this is why you have no no position being one of our leaders anymore. We're going to lose that history. As you come across these kind of stories, save them because they might not be on the web for much longer.
0: We're here to unspin the news and give you an unspinned version also look for the god story last week we took you back to school i gotta go back 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 to school again. yeah we you back to school, back to school special whoa, whoa, I we're gonna go see back to just how we're doing in week so high school parents are getting a little perturbed over some of the wokeness right Michelle, I got it real fast, though. Just like your intro for this right now.
1: It just made me think I've been watching Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid spinoff <laughs> on Netflix. And it's there's so many like awesome like throwbacks to like the early 90s. And it makes me feel like even a little bit of like late 80s in there. It, and so it's just like the whole idea of oh, back to school. It's just uh, if you guys haven't watched Cobra Kai, it's a lot of fun. But it, it is yeah, a throwback. School, man, and, it's,
0: and that was a throwback uh, from the, the wokeness too, back the then. It
1: was just it wasn't a there wasn't like a woke thing back then. It was just like, don't be a jerk. Love your country. Do the right thing. <laughs> work hard. <laughs>
0: So now going back to school includes a little bit of wokeness. There's a woke worksheet detailing white privilege.
1: Oh, yeah. You heard about that, right? So this is ridiculous. So in Connecticut, there were a lot of parents speaking out against this kind of, yeah, it was a a worksheet provided by an English teacher at Southington High School. And this worksheet was provided to students on the first day of school addressing political, gender and racial issues. And within this worksheet, there were a lot of like terms in there that definitely get the radar going. I basically had terms like white privilege, indigenous peoples, transgender, institutional racism, gender pronouns, the term Latinx or Latinx, however you want to say the word. And another controversial issues is that frankly have nothing to really do with a traditional English grammar course so this worksheet was appearing to show how show kids how to use those terms in writing. And Michelle, I think forward from that, I think about like professionally, like the Associated Press, for example, AP style writing. Basically, these are being used to normalize and institutionalize how we should address people in terms of using pronouns, referring to gender identities based on ideology the parents are saying hey listen this is not what you should be teaching here you should be teaching traditional english grammar you shouldn't be teaching my kids how to refer to people who might identify as this or that why is the school subscribing to an ideology and and, and letting that affect coursework just in, in business right why is the associated press changing ap style to force journalists how to write things to conform to these same ideologies It's great to see these parents sticking up or standing up against this basically CRT inspired coursework. And frankly, now we've seen 42 states, Michelle, pass bans on CRT influenced studies, right? This theory is injected into the minds of your kids through social emotional learning. And this style of English coursework is right on par with that
0: if you're watching that I'm not a white male and I don't identify as a white male and I don't look like a white male in my worlds as a Hispanic woman. I think I've experienced racism. I really do here and there. I think I've experienced more than racism, sometimes ignorance. Uh, for people who may not have been exposed to people who aren't like them it really is a thing is it institutionalized is it inbred in everybody who's white from their birth no and that's what crt really is it's that difference you should read the book by ben carson who i interviewed uh, probably a month or so ago Uh, on racism and having that understanding that, no, it's not institutionalized. It's not inbred in us. When you do that, then you form your own uh, racist, so to speak, opinions. You become biased in another way, and you perpetuate. Hate is really the sin, and having an understanding that we don't always get people And we have stereotypes that we may have or uncomfortableness because they're different. Just break those stereotypes. Man, you're so
1: right on, Michelle. You're so right on because really it is all these, the CRT agenda. This is what would institutionalize racism, right? Thank you. This would institutionalize And
0: what else would institutionalize gender appropriation? I'm sorry, 100%. you're a man, and you're trying to put on lipstick, put in breast implants. You're appropriating my sex. I'm uncomfortable right, right. with that, and you're appropriating my heritage when you say I'm Latina. Right? That, that is it, not wait, only the way, is it appropriates Latinx or Latina, Latinx, whatever I, it is. No, it's the fed what, Adam. most
1: Hispanic people I know are not cool with that. No, Of
0: course, because it appropriates our entire heritage and our language. Our entire language I say are and I speak almost no Spanish. But I might
1: speak more Spanish than you, Michelle. I think you I'm, do. I've taken a lot of Spanish coursework.
0: But do you understand <laughs> that no, no. the, the whole language is based on la and le feminine and, and no, masculine. No, no. Yeah, that's, right. that's just and so in our schools what we're doing instead of ABCs, we're now teaching the LGBTQI and that's where we're seeing problems, like in Sweetwater, down there in your neck of the woods. In Sweetwater, hey, little lady. <laughs> Parents, by the way, yeah,
1: little lady, it's okay to be a tomboy. It does not mean that you're trans.
0: Parent, just, thank means you that very you're, much. Just you.
1: That's okay.
0: Yeah. So in Sweetwater, school board is demanding teachers.
1: Oh, this is yeah. We've seen this. This is where teachers basically are being forced by the school to not reveal a child's preferred status right to the parents where so it's like we we saw a lawsuit take place also by the way certifying that a teacher is able to tell parents whatever they need to tell the parents in respect to how that kid is asking they be identified if a kid is hey you know what john i'm johnny but i really want to be jane and i want to be a lady i want to be a girl the school can no longer tell the teacher, hey, you can't tell the parents that this is how the, yeah, their child It's none of those parents'
0: business. It. They have to pay for the kid, food, feed the kid, house the kid, but the kid doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the <laughs> state. Come on. There's a woman who is taking that on, a mom of an ex-trans daughter. She had a little bit of background in filmmaking, and so she's making a film called Social Contagion, yes. where she said, hey, her daughter and her three friends friends decided hey let's be transgender one summer and they decided okay we're going to be trans one is going to be by, and we're going to go by male names she's documenting this social contagion phenomenon and how there are a growing number of detransitioners on the rise. Kids who, uh, she talks about one teenager, Adam, who was 14 years old. She decided, I'm going to be a boy. So the mom was 100% supportive to love her daughter and to her new gender. Got her breasts taken off. Hormone blockers. And then at 16, she was like, I don't want to do this. I, I want to be a girl. Do? I'm sorry. Too late. Oops. So this, oh, is, this woman's taking it on. She's going to be putting out social contagion. We'll give you more information when that comes out. And, and that's where I want to say, don't lose heart. This is where we get to the deeper story, and we call it the God story. What's God doing in all this? Look, God is, you look at this and you say, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, we're a fallen world. God didn't do it we make these choices. We take them out of schools. We take prayer out of schools. And then we say, why are our schools so messed up? Boom, there you go. But God's got a plan in this. He says, all things work together for good. If you love him and you're called according to his purpose, there's a plan and there's a purpose. So pray for your nation. Pray for those who seem to just not get it who are so blinded by things that don't add up by a worldview that doesn't weigh out in the end. Pray for those people and don't lose heart. There's some good news out there and it's coming from CNN, Adam.
1: CNN of all places, Michelle.
0: CNN of you know, all places, Don Lemon.
1: might be doing some stuff over there. He wants to keep that network alive. He's like, all right, we got rid of Brian Stelter and uh, who's next on the chopping block? I think Don Lemon's been quiet lately. Don Lemon has been questions. quiet. Brian Stelter, Mr. Potato Head, he did find himself a new home. And Michelle, this is just like really not surprising to see that his new home happens to be Harvard University. Here you have a guy who claims to be a journalist, who hasn't really done a whole lot of journalisming over the course of his career, brought a lot of personal bias into his reporting. And now CNN, their latest guy who's been out the door. He's now on his way over to, to Harvard to teach kids how to not journalism. (laughs)
0: That's right. So there it is. (laughs) That's what's going on. Last month, CNN canceled Stelzer's reliable source. Okay. Don Lemon is moving from prime time to morning. I'm sorry. What?
1: It was just a funny name for a show, right? Like a, a show called reliable sources. When in fact, there's just like, there's no balance to the sources. Your sources are all very strongly and obviously politically biased, reliable sources, a reliable source would literally be a balanced source that comes from like a, a place of authority and I would say objectivity. Reliable oh, you're sources. Crazy Brian, you're, now, kind of start.
0: you're just crazy talking now. You're just crazy talking. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but no, seriously, you're right. You're right. But you know, maybe it's reverse psychology. But Don Lemon is getting ousted from his prime time and relegated to morning show. You mentioned Brian Stelter, it, it w- was out, and now he's heading to Harvard to teach our kids media, which is really crazy. But th- there's a bigger story in that CNN really is saying, okay, this isn't working. People are catching on and it's time to maybe pull back the reins a little bit so there is really some good news there there's other stories like latino voters you alluded to earlier watch out for that influx of annex crossing the border because latino voters are losing confidence in the left and but you know what they're
1: not losing they are winning latinos are winning spots in our in our government, as elected officials, right? Here in Texas, in a very blue district, Mayra Flores won basically a chance to serve the people there in Congress. Latino voters, in a lot of ways, very well might save our country. I think about the people that are here from Venezuela, man, like Debbie D'Souza, for example. Just oh, These are people that love America because they know what it's like to not live in America. And they know how special this place is
0: so maybe it is really the privileged who want to look at us and say we're white privilege because they're so privileged that they don't realize that their privilege is blinding them from the lack of privilege everywhere else sometimes i think i sound like camilla harris my goodness <laughs>
1: <laughs> root causes
0: and i wanted to end with mike lindell i know that he's a controversial figure to a lot of folks but he's an American who has an opinion, who voices his opinion. And as such, the FBI seized his phone. Why? So am I going crazy. to expect that someone's going to come in and take my roadcaster or two from broadcasting and say, hey, you're saying things you're not? This does not look like America to me.
1: Michelle, this is really sad because the thing about this story that actually surprised me was the fact that in his exchange with the FBI, Mike Lindell said, "How are you going to take my phone? This is what I use to operate five businesses. I don't have a computer." I was just like, "Wait a minute, how does this guy not have a computer? That's incredible." <laughs> but it's but frankly, this is just unforgivable. Also, Mike Lindell, as far as I know, he's not guilty of any crimes. He literally has been a, a concerned American asking very valid questions about the integrity of the election. Which, by the way, matter? everybody should be able to ask questions about election exactly. integrity. Exactly, does it We've matter if they're from valid the left, or seen not? It come from the right.
0: Does it matter if they're valid or not? No, because I mean, it's called well, Michelle, free speech.
1: How long do we sit here and listen to Hillary Clinton rant on about the lack of integrity in the election that got Trump in office? We hear this stuff time and time again. Oh, and, um, and so, it, Goldberg, so for a private citizen like him, it, it should be no different.
0: B. Goldberg was just uh, talking about a Democrat figure who was questioning the election that she said it was a patriotic duty so it 's a patriotic duty when it 's your people it 's not a patriotic duty when it 's someone else come on there 's got to be some consistency uh, that 's yeah. why I ask you as you 're watching listening or viewing if we seem to step out of line if we 're being hypocritical or not reporting something or spinning it in the wrong direction i 'm asking you email text us let us know because the truth really does set you free and i'm thankful that there are dissenting ideas out there it is a dangerous place when if you challenge the okay going persona that you're going to be raided by the FBI or canceled by YouTube. That is where free speech doesn't matter anymore. Are we concerned about fake news? Are we concerned about propaganda? It's easy to spread. Yeah, but you know what? That's why the truth should be out there. That's why conversations happen. You give a crazy conspiracy theory, then we could say the truth is A, B, C, D. The facts are A, B, C, D. Boom. There you go. And that's where free speech really works. And that's why we do what we do here. Adam, bring us home.
1: Michelle, I was going to say the truth really does matter. And you know what? Right now, things that are being called crazy conspiracy theories. Mike Lindell has concerns about the Dominion voting systems. And if you look to Kamala Harris as senator. She also had concerns about the integrity of Dominion voting systems and some of the vulnerabilities with respect to how you might or might not be able to hack into one of those voter machines. The truth does matter. And right now, when we hear a lot of, I think, kind of alarmist uh, alarmism in general in the media, people being called like extremists for that. Because it's not extreme to love the United States. It's not extreme. The idea of making America great, not an extreme idea. The idea of ensuring integrity in our elections, not extreme. The idea of securing our borders, not extreme. This is all such basic stuff. So when you hear the media or you hear political talking heads talking about how extreme that is, ask yourself, what's so extreme about loving this country and trying to protect it? That's a Mark. good
0: question. And what's so extreme about having a different idea on how to do that? Amen. That's when we talk it out, we need each other. Can we you need that we need the difference. We need the dissent. We need to be able to talk it out and we need to have you we need your comments man we
1: need your comments your likes your follows yeah, we need on. you to share this show with everybody people that love us and hate us people that disagree with us or people that think we're geniuses too we need all, all of, three and frankly, of you. if we don't have that then <laughs> then start your own show and we'll watch you we'll listen to you that's right we will <laughs> like and share your, your show your thoughts, too <laughs> all that
0: uh, we so appreciate you. So make sure you do it. This has been another crazy week. And Adam and I were talking before the show. There's so much that's out there. It's like more and more we have to weed through the stories because there's just not enough time. We'd be reporting all the way until next week of what's going on. So we try to get to the things that matter the most. If there's a story out there that you think we need to cover, let us know. We always appreciate you. And as Adam said, like us share us and have a great weekend my friend god bless bye everybody for more fun go to mymichellelive.com